This episode of Blue Breakaway is brought to you by me losing my voice and the Patreon subscribers to keep the show going at 365 every single week of the year, including Memorial Day, which means we have no guest. We are doing a mailbag, Greg and I. We'll be answering all your questions. We'll be having a lot of fun doing it. So if you want to support the show, you can go to our patreon.com slash blue shirts breakaway. Get access to our BSBOTs, Discord, and more. And that's it. So let's get to the mailbag. Uh, here's Mark Messier. We'll talk a lot about coaching, a lot about next year's season. So much fun. Let's do this. Here we go. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Bushwick Breaker fans, welcome to another episode of Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan, as we record on Memorial Day, a tradition unlike any other, seven years in a row where we have no guests. Greg, how are you? Yeah, it's a day to talk about hockey. Even though <laughs> Boy, I mean, a lot of stuff going on, like, um, I don't know, Matthew Kachuk sitting around and actually getting legitimately interviewed by the NBA in the most interesting fashion ever. Comparatively to anything else, that's pretty funny. And the Stars trying to make it happen, but I don't know if they will. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen a playoff series get more overshadowed than this current, really probably entertaining Western Conference Final, even though I've watched exactly zero seconds. Of yeah, it. I've, watched, I've watched maybe a couple highlights. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're going up against Heat Celtics, and it's turned into a fucking series, so nobody is paying even a lick of attention. I know, it was a great story, obviously with Jimmy Butler and everything. But then it's like, Jack Eichel is just sitting right there for you, NHL. And then Matt, my favorite part about the Matthew Kachuk thing is that he's been absolutely electric. He's been a superstar. And the only way to get him the proper exposure was that Chuck literally demanded to interview him. <laughs> that was it. It was like, Barkley had to go out to be like, uh, this is the guy we want. You know, you're going to get him. He's going to be awesome. And he was. Uh, we've talked about this plenty of times with the NHL. Fred, fun times, extremely mm. fun times. Um, anything else? Any other thoughts on the playoffs? Otherwise, we'll get to coaching right now. The NHL playoffs? Yes. I mean, I I just like that. Might take that whoever uh, whoever beats the Boston Bruins will probably win the Stanley Cup. Still has a real chance of coming true. It's it's very very true. Uh, do you have, just before because we're recording before? Who do you have tonight? Heat or Celtics? Oh, I think I'm gonna. Boy. I think I'm taking the Celtics. I can't believe it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Everything went wrong for the Celtics in game six, and yet they won. I watched that game with our friend who's probably the biggest Boston Celtics fan I yeah, know. Yeah, like, like, lose all of his luggage and pants? No, shockingly. We were all so tired, drunk, and, like, heat-stroking out that, like, the there were five of us watching the game, and we all kind of just went, wait, what happened? <laughs> I was I was busting his balls the entire time being like, He's like, all right, whatever happens out of this timeout, you got to get the ball to Tatum. I was like, buddy, you know Marcus Smart's taking the shot. I, He's I don't, absolutely I don't taking give the a shot. Shit. I, I don't give a shit what you say. Marcus Smart's taking the shot. And then <laughs> afterwards, he's like, oh, thank God Smart took the shot because he took it so early. He had time to tip it in. And I was like, great, fantastic. But yeah, no, dude, we were we were just so fucking heat wasted from that. We should we game. should talk that we we did spend some time together this weekend. We played baseball. Sure uh, yeah, you you single handedly. Uh, I've never seen a. Uh, you are a zero war player. As zero in, war. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You put, up, you put up like a 175 WRC plus, but a negative 34 
defensive zone rating with one great catch and uh and <laughs> where I busted my glute and I think I'm just still feeling it. Oh and god, then, buddy, I I'm missing 50% of the skin on my left leg. Kudos to you. I think a lot of people wouldn't think this. Uh the only player to really go oppo the entire day was you twice. Uh, and- twice, buddy. I went oppo all five times because <laughs> our, again, our friend Mike and God bless our friend Kiara. They put them both in right field, and I was like, if I just keep hitting the ball. Yeah, but no way. one knows how to do that except you. Um, and then, uh, and you also had some nice tag outs, so congrats. You know, yeah, yeah. I play, mean, I play a mean third base. I also lost a pop. I lost your pop fly. You did. Uh, I, I've never seen, I, I, correction, I've seen this happen before to me. The ball was the sun. There was no, <laughs> like, I, I had my glove up. I'm trying to, like, maneuver my body around, yep. and I got, I, I ejection seated. I, I literally was like, fuck it. I don't know where it is. I'm not getting hit in the head. Fuck this shit. I'm not catching it. Happened to the first one to me, too. Fun game. Happy we did it. Hopefully do it again next year. Um, yeah, I'm happy I won, more importantly. That's, nah, uh, I was very upset. I mean, we had some really nice nice cleanup hitters. I don't want to talk shit about them, but, I mean, come on. Four or five. Come on. Well, listen, um, I, I had Pete, and that's all I needed. <laughs> yeah, it turns out he's good. People are very confused. Okay. Uh, here's where I'm at with Laviolette. La because mm. this has been uh, the story of the week of, of Raiders Twitter and everything else like that. So there's no official report whatsoever at all, that the Rangers are going with Laviolette. But the tides have shifted that way because the only person still working in NHL media currently is Elliot Friedman. Outside of, and maybe Emily Kaplan, just kudos to her. Like, the Rangers beat is, you know, taking their time, they're off, they're trying to wait till the news comes out. I mean, Larry's throwing some stuff out there. But Friedman said on 32 Thoughts, I believe, I think, if the Rangers go with Laviolette, they'll hire him next week. So by the time this podcast comes out, maybe Laviolette is the coach. I would imagine that you feel this way, because I do, that the Rangers are going to still take their sweet time. And then I think the Laviolette situation, the only information that's going to come out from the Rangers is from Laviolette's agent. And I know Laviolette is involved with CBJ and one other team as well. And if the agent is saying they're going to sign next week, he might be using it as leverage. Things I've heard is that Laviolette is definitely a finalist. Experience matters, which no shit. This is what they've been saying for a couple weeks now, Greg. But I don't think he's a shoe in for the job. He's just the person that's being spoken about the most because of Elliot Freeman. Outside of the Elliot Freeman news and maybe one other article, I, I have no confirmation. He might be the leader. He might be the experienced. But if you just do, I don't know, uh, eliminate other other coaches who don't have experience. There goes Knobloch. There goes Leach. Uh, I think Carberry is already out. It's kind of been reported by uh, Vince and some others that he's not really in the running at this point. Maybe Leach still is. Wah, Messia, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, they don't really have it. Wah has experience. Messia does not, so he's out, I would say. Knobloch hasn't been talked about in weeks now. I don't even think he's been interviewed. If he has, we, have, we don't know about it. So from Laviolette's side, it all comes from his agent, and that's it. So I don't know if we can really trust that like he's currently the leader in the clubhouse. He's just the one that fits the bill of things we've heard, and that is all we have to go on. Yeah, which um, sucks. First of all, it does. Suck. Uh, second, the I, I think a lot of things can be true simultaneously, and I, I don't know if any of them necessarily make me feel good inside. We know that the rumors are coming more so from La Violette's camp because it sounds like enough teams are interested in him, specifically the Blue Jackets and the Rangers, that his management is trying to drum up this interest to either get one team to blink first, get one team to offer more money or simply make one of the teams make their decision sooner rather than later. Um, we, there had been stories about how uh, the Blue Jackets, Jarmo Kekalainen, 
wanted to move on a coach quickly because he had some European plans that he was trying to do ahead of the NHL draft. <laughs> this so, guy wants to go on vacation, so let's get this coach done. Essentially. But yeah. I, I think like that window has even come and gone because I think it was like – if it wasn't last week, it was the week before. I, I, I don't remember when I heard it on 32 Thoughts, but it felt like – they're like, oh, yeah, no, they're going to make a decision this week because they got plans. And then all of a sudden they don't make a decision. So maybe – Laviolette's camp is getting, you know, little antsy in the pantsy, which I can't blame. You want to get your guy locked hey, up somewhere, here. blah, yep. blah, blah, all that. At the same time, uh, if you're th- if people are thinking, well, if the Rangers are leading Laviolette, why haven't they announced it? The NHL historically, um, Gary Bettman specifically, has not liked teams announcing news in the middle of playoff series. Um, you, you can't do anything about firings. But in terms of hiring, he kind of likes the light being in one place and tries to discourage teams as best he can from making big announcements during either an Eastern Conference Final or a Stanley Cup Final. So if a series ends tonight, maybe with a couple days of downtime, we'll start hearing some coaching news because Batman will let the lid off a little bit. Uh, But if anyone's wondering, well, if the Rangers made the decision, why have they made an announcement? It's a Gary Bettman special. I've seen it before. We've seen it before. So I'm not really surprised on that front either. All that to say, Ryan, I just can't think of a hiring that would be more fucking boring. Like, it's, it's, a, I, I, oh, it's not even that, like, I, it's gotten so bad where this week I did, I had moments this week where I was like, man, at least Patrick Waugh would get a reaction out of me. Like, I, I would at least the, be like, okay, let's see what this is. Yeah, like, I don't know if the reaction would be, like, through the roof positive, but I'd at least be able to kind of talk myself into it a little bit with Peter Laviolette. I just can't, I can't think of a fucking wetter blanket in my entire life. Like it's, you might as well announce fucking just like rehire AV at that point. Because again, I, I'd be able to like Laviolette is so boring that I'm going to have to talk myself into truly hating it. But like, it's just going to be just, it's a, it's going to be a sigh, a deep, Pathetic sign. I've seen That's some, what Pete Laviolette is. I've seen some people trying to talk themselves into it. Um, someone posted the Winter Classic uh, Peter Laviolette speech where he's just like, "You're, I'm going to cut your ice time. You guys are garbage out there. If you don't try, like... I don't know, guys. Like, I don't know if that's... like I'm fine with having a drill sergeant and someone that's a hard ass on this team. Uh, I just don't know if the message lands. Like, I, I think this locker room's a little different. And you gotta you got to play to the locker room. Yeah, it's fun to be a hard ass. Yeah, some of these guys need... Need hard asses for sure. Maybe it's maybe Kako and Lafreniere do. Uh, maybe that's the case. I don't know if Panarin's going to respond to that. Neither do I know if Mika or Kreider will respond to that, that kind of coaching. Uh, I'd be I'd be sort of surprised. Look, I'm not in the locker room. I can't tell you how they feel, how they interact, how that all goes. What Gerard Glant said, but I can tell you what I heard. And Glant was pretty hands off. Did that work for these players? He was almost too hands off. Sometimes in the exit interviews, I, I believe they said. Uh, we would like a little bit of coaching, a little bit of system. Uh, and I, I saw the Laviolette coaching uh, system, whatever you want to call it, red bar, bad, blue bar, good kind of situation chart over the last, uh, what, since his entire career. And it's mostly offense and defense goes down as when he's the coach. So maybe he's this traditional hockey coach that is, is will get the most or make players work hard and do all that and hold people accountable, cut people's ice time, bench people. Uh, but I also feel like that—that's what Gerard Gallant did. So I'm not—I'm at this point. If Laviolette's the coach, I'm kind of like, why don't we just run one more Gallant? I'm—I I wouldn't have been okay with it. 
I would have rather you do something else. But if you're going to hire Laviolette, I would have rather just run down the money with Gallant. Yeah, we, we've talked about this before where this might be Chris Drury's last coaching hire. So he feels like he can't take a real risk with the hiring. At the same time, like, if he doesn't take a risk with the coaching hiring, it almost feels more inevitable that it'll be his last coaching hire. It's, it's kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, if he takes a swing on a Carberry or a Leech or a Knobloch uh, and it goes poorly, he's done for sure. At the same time, if he hires LaViolette and the Rangers still are just kind of like, we qualified for the playoffs then didn't do shit in the playoffs for two years, guess what? Chris Shuri's still done. Like, it's that's game, set, match. So I'd almost, I am of the mindset where if it was me, and it's easy for me to say this because it isn't, but if it was me, I'd rather at least fucking swing for it. Like, I'd, I'd rather try. And if it doesn't work, because, like, the 80% of the outcomes that are going to happen if you hire Peter LaViolette are that the Rangers will qualify for the playoffs again, which, again, we keep saying they will do no matter who the coach Almost is. No there. matter what, yes. And then at that point, like, you're hoping Peter LaViolette once again has a really good goalie that can carry him in the playoffs. It's why he won a cup with the Hurricanes because Cam Ward became Jesus Christ himself. It's how he got to a Stanley Cup final with Pekka Rene in Nashville. Like, yeah, and he'll have Igor Shesterkin. So, surely, if Igor gets hot, LaViolette can look good. But, like, I don't have any confidence that Peter LaViolette is going to get something out of these skaters Gerard Gallant wasn't able to get out. Think about it from from the, the time he took over in Washington to now. Like, Washington, they, they, they weren't packing it in. They were trying to make moves to be good, and they just continuously got worse. Some and of they that, sold the whole team on some, him. Some of that, some of that, you can say, you know, it's the it's the core of the team getting older. Some guys picking up injuries. Uh, they made a wrong bet on goaltending. You can go down the line that way. At the same time, like Laviolette added fucking nothing to that team. Fucking nothing. Yeah, so it's just funny when we play the Caps. It's not like, oh man, Peter Laviolette, he really scares me. I, I, I know this is a Bill Simmons theory and maybe like even like a Doc Rivers thing where like you see a player play against you and you're like, damn, that guy played really well against us. I need him on my team. Uh, that's never happened to me with Peter Laviolette. I've never thought that. I've never been like, that's the guy. No, and this year I've never – I would say the Capitals are easily a team in my top five when it comes to teams I hate the most. And this year when the Rangers would play the Capitals, not only was I never afraid, I just knew the Rangers were going to win the game. Like it didn't matter if Tom Wilson was out there. It didn't matter what Ovechkin was doing. I just – I had all the confidence in the world the New York Rangers were going to beat the Washington Capitals. Could not care less, could not care at fucking all. And part of that is because I knew Peter LaViolette is a flaccid penis without Viagra. Yeah, I mean, that's the way to say it. <laughs> There's the out of context. Um, yeah, that's the way. It, it's with LaViolette, it's just, a, it's just so boring. It's so stale. It's so... Is it, is it really going to change the culture? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of like... Uh, it's honestly, it's the it's the NHL equivalent. Remember when teams were just like, well, we need a coach and we need to probably score. So how about we hire Marty Schottenheimer? Yeah. Wow. The Marty Schottenheimer retread thing was rough. Yeah. Was and rough nobody was ever happy to hire Marty Schottenheimer. Every fan base was just like, oh, fuck me. Are you serious? Great. There's eight wins. I'll feel good about eight fucking wins so, this year. You know, 
If you like Laviolette, and I hope he's good if he's the coach, obviously. I'm rooting for the team to be good. I probably will slander him very quickly, and the leash will be very short. Very quickly. I just called him. I called him. <laughs> he okay. doesn't work. He's not even the coach yet, but here we are. Uh, and I I just would like to give some leash to other play, uh, other coaches that would say, like, even give me a chance. It doesn't It doesn't even make sense. Just give me Chris Novlock. Just give me Jay Leach. I got to tell you, Ryan, I'd honestly, like, if Lava, I'd rather Mark Messier. And I know, like, because no, Messier, I know. I know he's going to be bad, but I'll get good contact content out of it. With Laviolette, it's like, he's just going to be fucking boring, man. He's going to listen to this episode day one. I know he is. And it's going to be so annoying. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you with Mark Messier. Uh, he's he believes this podcast number one Rangers podcast. He's, he could be right. I'm not sure. It's his opinion. Uh, but on top of that, he at least would be entertaining as hell. The quotes would be magnificent. Yeah. The post game pressers would be unbelievable. Like it would be must must cover stuff because it's Mark Messier. Of course it is. Um. All right. I think that's all I have for Lafayette for now. Yeah. I, I. I've just. I could not possibly be less enthused about a possible head coaching hire. It's so weird. It's so like, I, I know we talked about this last week. It was like, when when was the last time one of your teams hired a coach and you were just so lukewarm or not into it? And I was, I, I fair being fair, because it's probably audio evidence. I wasn't enthused over the moon about Buck Showalter. Yep. But at, at least like, at that point, the Mets had just taken a swing on a guy. So I was like, fine, Steve, if Steve wants to go boring with the first guy. And even then, like, by hiring Buck and then paying the, like, essentially buying Eric Chavez, out of the Yankees system. It was very clear that the Mets were like, Buck's going to be here for three years. And we're going to see if we can groom Eric Chavez to be yep. the guy. So even then I was like, fine. Okay. I'll live with it. I can do this. He's won everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. I'll suck it up and I'll accept it. But I wasn't over the moon, but like, I, I like I, with Laviolette, you're just telling me you're not fucking trying. I, I, I you just, you're literally turning in the term paper and hoping for a C minus. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I guess we're, so. It's, we're doing a mailbag episode today, so we could take a quick break. We'll come back and just do straight questions to the end of the podcast. Uh, so, without further ado, let's get here from our sponsor, Transition. Hey, yo! It's time for me to tell you about Tick Pick, our official ticket sponsor of Blue Shirts Breakaway. Still, by the way, you can go to the Tick Pick app and use the promo code Blue Shirts for fifteen dollars off your first order when you use Tick Pick for the first time. Use TickPick all the time. Was checking out tickets this weekend, scoping out some nightly baseball games to see what I can go to. And my favorite part about TickPick is that when I see the price and I check out, it's the same price. I like to use TickPick like maybe an hour before a game, scope out, see what good value there is there. It'll rank the value for me. Here are the best seats. Here are the best deals. This is an A-plus deal. Maybe you should snatch this up, Ryan. Use the promo code BLUESHIRTS for $15 off your first order. Sometimes I do. And sometimes I wait, and I go, hmm, this could be better. I'll wait for tomorrow, and I check tomorrow, boom, A-plus seats for sale on TickPick. And I know that's the price I get because hashtag no fees, unlike other ticket providers, when you check out, it's the price you see, it's the price you get. TickPicks are dear friends, please use them, please use Blue Shirts Breakaway, promo code Blue Shirts, and tell them we sent you. Back to the show. And we're back. Okay. Uh, we're going to do some five-star questions, which we do every single week. And then we're doing a ton of Twitter mail questions. Uh, so we will start with David and, and why. Also, by the way, if you want to leave Patreon questions, you can go to our Patreon, subscribe. You know how to do this. Go to our Discord, leave them there, and we'll read them on the show. 
It's from David and NY. If they win the cup next year, would you get Jacob Truba to do the intro to the show? I would do anything. Like, at the sh- well, first of all, the show's over if they win. That's how this works. Show's Probably. gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's we a, said we no. We do, do a victory lap. Yeah, we do the victory lap here and then call it a day. I think that'd be worth it. Uh, this is from Larry Bubs. Who on the current Rangers team could you see doing the to Chuck, aka Let's get out of here, Selly? Personally, I don't think there's one guy with that much personality on the team. I think there is. Panarin would absolutely do that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think, would, I think Panarin would, um, and I think that's the list. I think it's Panarin. Uh, Ishan, what's up? Guest of the show. Hi, all. First time posting your question for the show. This could be a pipe dream, but I like the idea of trading Lafreniere to move down in the draft. Question is, if any team would bite, would you send our first plus Lafreniere to, say, Montreal or Arizona for either of their firsts? The former would welcome the son of Quebec and give him the space to shine. Uh, and he read some other stuff. He really just wants to draft Mitchkoff. That's really what he's saying. He'd like to draft Mitchkoff. Yeah, he's I probably just, the second best prospect. Uh, to answer the question, no. I just, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit about this year's draft. I, I, I don't, I don't fucking care. I don't know if it's because everyone and their mother has come out and said how great of a draft this is and how they're staking deepest drafts of all time. It. I've never seen a draft like this in my lifetime. It's the deepest draft of any sport ever. Great. All this stuff. I could not give less of a shit about an NHL draft. I hope the Rangers take whoever they fucking take. Probably a forward. We'll see him people, in five years, we'll six years. We'll see him in five years, and then his first year, he's going to have 25 points, and people are going to tell me he's a fucking bust, even though he's only 22 years do you old. Think this, do you guys think this podcast has jaded us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not excited about, you know, I find myself becoming less excited about all drafts, and I think it's because the Mets didn't sign Kumar Rocker. I, I think that ruined me. From a draft perspective. It did, it did break you. You yeah, were in love. because I'm thinking about it. Like, I, this was the first year in a very long time. I didn't really care about the NFL draft, and there was intrigue galore in players I liked. And, this is the first year I didn't watch the NBA draft. Uh, you mean the NFL draft? NBA. Well, the NBA draft hasn't happened yet. So oh, I well, I didn't, I didn't watch lottery is what I mean. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't really care. Yeah, like, and I also just like, even the Wembayama stuff, I like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. He's going to be insane. I got to tell you, no fucking chance a guy who goes by Scoot is going to be good at basketball. So if you want to take <laughs> Mr. Henderson, number two overall, great, good for you. You took a bust. Uh, but I just like the Mets had two first round picks last year. I couldn't give two shits about it. I just, I, I don't fucking care. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you, jaded. I just, I can't do it anymore. I will gladly have Drew on this podcast. Drew's going to be like, this Adam Fantilli. He's really fun. Blah, blah, blah. You should like Drew, blah, blah, blah. Drew literally driving his car off the road. <laughs> yeah. and, I'm, and I'm just going to be like, great, Drew. I don't care. Like, we're already having the like, oh, do the Rangers have room for Brennan Othman in their lineup next year? And we're all like, no, because you can't play right wing. So like, shut the fuck up. I just don't <laughs> care about the draft anymore. No, I will not trade Alexi Lafreniere and whatever draft pick the Rangers have to move up to four and five just to get another 18-year-old. That's not going to do fucking shit. For the Rangers. I'm sorry. I don't I don't want it. I don't care. I hate this movie. The Fast franchise sucks now, too. I'm upset about everything. Did Fast 10 not live up to your expectations? I haven't. I don't even want to see it in theaters. Wonderful. I'm, ups- I'm upset. To hear you say that, I know you're in a bad place. Yeah, That's well, I, I went back and tried to rewatch 9 and progressively got angrier as I was watching it. And then, like, 
Hobbs and Shaw was on a different channel. Well, you and can't I count put that. that on, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is all fucking. <laughs> you, you can't count Hobbs and Shaw. That's Hobbs bad. and Shaw is so bad that it, like it, I hate the Rock's wrestling career now. Like I, I don't. I'd be like, I don't. I don't know how to describe it. Where it's just like, God damn it! Why didn't the Nation of Domination get him canceled? What are we doing? That's hilarious. Um, this is from Blue Gooder. It is somewhat hilarious that the two of Gallant's most recent clubs prior to the Rangers, also two year stints, might be in the finals. If Vegas wins, of course. Could this be a pattern that foretells the imminent cup run? First, you need the Gallant curse to get the post-Gallant bump. Yeah, so what you need is the Flames to hire Gallant, then the fire him in two years. I hope everybody playing this theory understands that it's still going to be four to five years you have to wait. Um, Because Gallant needs to go somewhere, spend two years there, then get fired from there. And then you get the Rangers-Flames final. But you're not getting it before then. It's from Adam Furlong, two-parter. It was Rod overrated. Because no, he's not. I'll just answer right now. Is Rod overrated because the Canes never do anything or scare anybody in the postseason, or is Rod underrated because the roster is a bunch of frauds and he keeps getting away with more than he should? Semi-related question: What is the most valuable asset you'd be willing to trade for either Cooper or Rod to become the New York Ranger head coach? That first round pick that I don't give two shits about, I'm happily trading. Yeah, it'll go right now. Yeah, I, it's going right now. But to answer the first question, no, Rod's not overrated. Rod is the guy getting the most out of that roster. The roster is just not. I just would not consider the Canes a cup winning. If, if Rod team. had like the New York Ranger roster, I'd be he'd be going nuts. Yeah, I think he would have been to two cups by now. He'd be going nuts. You would be you would have seen a system that you and players do things you would never imagine before. Mm. If Rod had Adam Fox, oh sorry, Rod. <laughs> um, sorry, Rod. So, uh, yeah, in that first round pick, I'd send out. This is from Maddie Jack on the follow up. By the way, picking back up Adam's question a bit. It's the off season. I need Doctor Strange scenarios here. How does Rod become the Rangers head coach? Okay, in a world, this is this is just just to clear it up. It's one in a like ten million chance. Is that the Doctor Strange scenario? I forget what it is. In the scenario, uh, I think it's more than ten million. I think it's like somewhere in the fourteens. Sure. Anyway, uh, Rod would need to have a scandal where the Carolina Hurricane owners had a Rod shrine of all the bad things they hate about Ron and he walked in on it while they were I don't know like it's, it's got to be really 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 bad I just you think know? I think Waddell just needs to go broke I, I I think I think that's it that might be it too but I think I, he needs to go broke and it's no I think Rod would stay through that I think Rod would stay not if you can't afford him yeah that's true he got he used the Rangers to pay literally all his staff mm. which is uh, pretty cool move. It's from Nick. Would you trade Adam Fox slash Igor for Matthew Kachuk? I no. think you would trade Adam Fox for Matthew Kachuk. No. no Matthew Kachuk's insane. Yeah, but you, like Matthew Kachuk's one of those unicorns where like the Panthers didn't trade Ekblad or Barkov yep. for Kachuk. They traded Uberdo, who had a career year, uh, and they traded Uyghur, who was like, that perfect compliment defenseman who don't get me wrong. This isn't a knock on Mackenzie Weger. He's incredibly talented, and incredibly good when used properly, but you have to use him properly. Whereas like Fox is coach proof. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fox is coach proof. Yeah. The, the, the Panthers didn't trade their coach proof players in order to get Matthew Kachuk. They, they traded Uberdo who needed a system and Weger who needed a system and a ton of draft picks. Um, so like the Rangers would probably like the better trade for them is Mika and 
Schneider. Yeah, I'd happily be- trade Mika and Schneider. I would do that every single day. Everybody on everybody listening to this, even the hardest Mika fans would probably do that trade. Mm-hmm. Also, it, it is, and we do as fans fall to this very often. Like, there's a lot of recency bias with Matthew Kachuk. If Matt, if if Chicago Blackhawks beat or lose to the Pittsburgh Penguins, this is not even a question we have. Well, I, I saw the Twitter thread uh, the other day. I think it was probably over the weekend where someone was like, "Before these playoffs, Matthew Kachuk was just another guy who couldn't score in the playoffs, and now since he's scoring all these overtime goals, he's all of a sudden." He's a, a legend playoff performer. Yeah. It's like, huh, how interesting how that works, isn't it? Yeah, but it's funny. It is funny. I I, I think you're right. Where it's where Matthew Kuchuk is the hot the new hotness right now, and of yeah. course he's gonna be quite good for a very long time, but he might never ever ever have another run like this. That's just That's what makes this run so special and it's, why you have to cherish it. It's exactly that. It's very hard to replicate this stuff. Go back, I, I implore you, go back and watch the ninety four playoffs. Watch Mark Messier play. It's not what you remember. It wasn't very good. It's not like no, Brian. You guys, the podcasts are there for all of you to listen. Every podcast starts with us being like, "Holy shit, Brian Leach might be the best." Brian Leach is like one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. He's unbelievable. He's he never runs out of gas. He continues to go, and they benched him. The Uh, the big takeaways from that series is like Alexei Kovalev just needed time to chill. Um, Brian Leach is the greatest player of all time, and Glenn Anderson was the worst fucking hockey player to ever put skates on. One of one of the worst trades ever. He's and they, fucking terrible. Like Glenn, I am upset. I, I there's a part of me now, uh, in hindsight, that kind of wishes the Rangers lost in '94 just so I could shit on Glenn Anderson more. Yeah, like he he's a member it. of the '94 team, so he has to he immediately gets some sort of credit, dude. They bring him like, to events at the last playoff game. Yeah, home you know game. why they bring him? Because he's available. Because he fucking I, sucks. Yeah, I know. It's great. Sorry, Glenn, but you were bad. Um, but yeah, if you go back and watch the Mark Messier stuff, it is like Messier is a legend. The post game quotes, all that stuff. He's clearly one of the best players of all time. There's like no debating that. Like, look at the. But stats. he was like the fifth most important Ranger in that play. In the not Rangers. even close. Like, Leech, go back. And- Leach, Richter, Zubov, and um, Kovalev, I do think man. Kovalev. Like Kovalev was more of a roller coaster, but the peaks Kovalev hit were higher than the Messier peaks. Like go back and what that was. It's the lamest hat trick I've ever seen. I know. And, and it's like one of the coolest moments to talk about as a Ranger fan, but guys like these, man, I don't know. So again, Mark Messier, great, 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 great player of all time. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Also would rather him be the coach than Peter Laviolette. By, By a mile. Stinks. By a mile. This is from Hartford Pats. Yes, for fast contracts ends this year. Any chance we try and sign them? I do think they, they reach out. They definitely send a send a text. But I also how many think... over under two and a half new players the Rangers acquire and have on the opening night roster this year? God, this is this is good. Uh, I think the under because one of them is going to be Mott and he's not new. Yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. So of the of the 22 guys the Rangers had at the end of last year. Over under two and a half new faces. They'll have a new backup goalie. So I'm essentially saying, will they make? Two Are you saying like so will, that? a coolie doesn't count, right? No, outside or outside of the organization additions. So Othman and Cooley don't count. I have to take the under. I honestly, I, I, it might be zero because they might just let Garand be the backup goalie or Domingue. They, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be. Uh, boy, that's a shocking question for you to ask. It's just like, I think <laughs> I, legit, I, I legitimately, the answer might be zero. It, the, the only people the Rangers have on the opening night might already be, uh, within the walls of the organization currently. 
I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, I just don't like Cooley could make the team, Othman could make the team. Like Drury might like get one of those random guys, like a Dryden Hunt type that comes in on a minimum. But even then, like, where do they play? They need a right winger. I don't know what they do with that. They're not. They're not going to get one. They don't have the space. I don't know. Apparently, and I'm sure you heard this too. Apparently, some owners, particularly of big market franchises, are all over Bettman to raise the cap more than he should. Huh, uh, and you know, I wonder who that could be. True. And uh, it's probably not going to happen because Gary Bettman has to make sure Arizona gets a stadium or something. Cool. Mm-hmm. This is from Seamus. Uh, what's the biggest kick in the dick? The fact that if we made it past round one, we surely would have beaten both the Canes and Panthers. Maybe not them because they, they're juiced, but bear with me. The possibility of Mark Stahl versus Brett Howden in the Stanley Cup final. By the way, I love that. And hiring a new coach in the years around when Jim Montgomery, Bruce Cassidy, and Peter DeBoer were available. That's it's, a good point. It's the third one because I think even last year, uh, you and I were saying stuff like, man, if we lost to the Penguins, at least we'd be able to hire Bruce Cassidy right now. Yes. Like, I think that was a real thing we said. That's a real sentence we said. Like, yeah, Bruce I think Cassidy that's something we said when they were collapsing to the lightning and we're like, God damn it, we were a little too successful because now we can't hire an actually good coach. Um, I I push back on the, oh, well, we definitely would have beat the Panthers stuff just because, like, I, I just, I don't think you, I, I don't believe that to be true. Um, I Again, I know we would have beaten the Canes, and that's great. Yeah, like, the, sometimes the team Panthers are Team of Destiny shit yeah. right now. I have no idea. When you just have a Team of Destiny, you just, like, the 2015 Kansas City Royals were just a Team of Destiny, and I, I just have to tip my cap to that every now and then because I think, uh, there were conversations we were having on specific websites where you guys were grilling me and being like, Greg, would you rather play the Blue Jays or the Royals in the World Series? It's like, I know the Royals have a worse roster, but Jesus Christ, they never fucking lose. And they um, never, they hit every single ball, no matter yeah. what. It so like, insane. yeah, I, I'm not confident the Rangers would necessarily beat the Panthers. Um, I love that the Panthers are making uh, the Leafs fucking go nuclear. That's always fun to, for me, but... Yeah, no, I you know, the Jim Montgomery stuff, I get. I can at least talk myself into some teams not wanting to touch him with a 10-foot pole because of how things ended in Dallas and the murkiness of that situation and some teams maybe being like, fuck it, I don't really want to know the answer. But then again, there are other teams talking to Joel Quenville about possible positions. In the organization. So, Congrats, Leafs. Um, so, like, Jim Montgomery, I get. Peter DeBoer. I think I honestly don't think I put Peter DeBoer in a class necessarily higher than Gallant. Like I think he's better than Gallant, but people really like. I, I think DeBoer. they're on the same tier, really. Yeah. People I, really I, like just, him. Yeah, I I don't like Peter DeBoer. Unlike I know Vegas did exactly that. He's not a guy I would fire Gerard Gallant for. Um, but Cassidy to me is the one where it's like, oh Boston, the message just got stale and they overreacted, and now they fired him. The Cassidy firing was a, a problem. That was a problem. Yeah, I'd, I'd really, I'd, I'd like. Bruce I know that they had the best regular season of all time. Probably would have kept Bruce Cassidy. Just my two cents. Well, uh, this was last year, not this year, Chief. No, I know. They, I, they still, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of yeah, no, like Bruce Cassidy is like uh, the NBA equivalent of Bruce Cassidy. I probably as close to Popovich as you can get. We're like, yeah, say the Spurs have been bad for nine years, but you're just gonna have to tough it out because he's Greg Popovich. Yep. Uh, this is from uh, Agar. This is one of those questions that is uh, mind-boggling. So I'm trying to make Maddie Jack proud with hurting somebody in their prime off-season discussion content. You can either go back and have the Rangers pick uh, Claude Giroux over Sanguinetti or Fowler over McElrath, but the Rangers and McDonough slash Gomez trade never happens. Do you make... This is an easy one for me because the answer is uh, if you undo 
the McDonough Gomez trade, then it doesn't matter what you did with the draft pick. Yes, I'm so with like, you. So I, I the the thing about those picks that's so infuriating is that like you didn't have to choose. You could have just had both. Yeah, I don't um, think Giroud changes the outcome. I would rather have Giroud than Fowler, but if I don't think Giroud changes the outcome of this Ranger team, even though they did need a, a player of his caliber. Yeah, if you don't they have McDonough, if you don't have McDonough, then you're still missing a piece that you think Giroud or Fowler could have filled. So, like, if you don't have McDonough, it doesn't really matter to me. If you go back and stop McDonough's foot from being broken, they probably still win the cup. If you, you go tra- back, but no, but again, Ryan, the easy one, you just draft, just draft Fowler. Like, it's it's the easiest what if. They're the two easiest what ifs in my entire fucking life, Ryan. All the Mets had to do was not trade Scott Kazmier. That's it. Just don't trade him. Don't trade him. You're the 2006 World Series champion. That is it. That is all you had to do. Don't fucking trade him for Victor Zambrano because Rick Peterson smoked weed and was like, I can fix him. Fuck you, Rick Peterson, you jacket-wearing motherfucker. That's it. That's it. I'd have a fucking World Series ring. This podcast wouldn't exist. I'd be fucking happy. The yeah, Mets would have won. And then the second beach. one, they just had to draft Fowler. They wanted a defenseman. He was exactly what you fucking needed. And you're like, no, nah, fuck it. And he just fucking did. <laughs> he fucking grinds his teeth on human flesh. And the Rangers are like, holy shit, I'm horny. I want Dylan McElrath. And I was like, God damn it. It was right for you. Shit. Yeah, yeah. You guys were wondering, how does BSB get up in the offseason? <laughs> I mean, the Casimir one that? fucking, because there's a 2B to the Casimir one. The Mets fucking, Dwayne Sanchez gets in a guy. If Uber was around in 2006, the Mets also win a World Series. Unbelievable. Fucking terrible. This is traded, for, traded for Roberto Hernandez. Trade for Levon Hernandez. They needed starting pitching. They traded for fucking El Duque, who was like 72. God damn it. That fucking team should have won a World Series. It was so fucking good. I think this team, this year's Rangers team should have won, and they lost in the first round. Um, which of the following... I know the, the Mets are going to hold anything. This is from Brett Lee, and I think this question is super easy. I'm sorry, Brett. Which of the following two do you think you could put down more of in an hour? Hot dogs at a barbecue or fresh Krispy Kreme donuts? It's hot dogs. It's not close. Yeah, I got to tell you, I don't like Krispy Kreme donuts. I think I'm not stink. in. I'm not in. I could down, I could down six... Nine hot dogs immediately at a barbecue. No, those were the two numbers you wanted to choose there, Chief. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, and then fresh Krispy Kreme. I think I could do like two anytime, period. I'm just not my thing. I just don't like Krispy Kreme donuts. Like, I, I don't go out of the I way. I don't for want it. one. I'm good. Like, What's if someone the- offered me a free box of Krispy Kreme donuts or $2, I'd take the $2. Uh, this is, let's stick on this food thing. This is from Avery Rules for our friend Ben. Uh, hard shell or soft shell tacos? Used to be hard shell, now firmly soft shell. Yeah. Because here's the thing, though, that I do think um, soft shell taco is a burrito. It's just a burrito. It's yeah, just a mini but burritos burrito. are elite. Don't get me wrong. Burritos I'd are the best there is. Give me a burrito any day of the week over a taco. But like, can we stop calling them soft shell tacos? It's they're burrito. mini burritos. They're mini burritos. Yeah, it's just like I know they're not fully wrapped, but you can wrap them. Yeah, but also yeah. it's it's like you know like a, a what what are they called like open air sandwiches? What what are they? Uh, it's just it's just a sandwich. That's just like <laughs> no, but that's just like putting shit on toast yeah uh, it's like avocado like, toast it's an open air sandwich yeah no burrito a soft shell taco is a burrito but they're elite and i love them are you I'll saying tacos are, are open air burritos <laughs> no a taco is a taco if it comes I, to a tortilla I, chip it's a taco i think tacos are open air burritos is a burrito sandwich no it, uh, but isn't it though no um, why PJ's... is it a sandwich <laughs> I, no explain okay. yourself explain your stance. okay okay and it this is a yep. great question. Mm-hmm. It's a great question. It has yep. all the condiments, but since it's wrapped and it's completely closed, okay, 
It's not a sandwich. But so here's what I know what you're gonna say. Taco is a sandwich. You fuck. <laughs> you're saying if it comes in chip form, essentially, it can't be a sandwich. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think I. I just don't pick. There's no way burritos are sandwiches. There's no chance. I just it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So, but like, what's the difference between a like a hero, a sub, and a burrito? A hero is a sandwich. Just, you're just saying that one has a roof and one's a convertible. Yeah, it's closed. It's closed off. <laughs> it's closed off. But then it, then it does make tacos a sandwich because it really does bad for me. Which is tacos are not a sandwich, but they're open air sandwich. They're open air burritos. Were you, are you sandwiches. the idiot that said like cereal is a soup? Yeah, that or, was me. No. <laughs> what, what, or did you say sa- cereal is a salad? It, I didn't say cereal is a salad. I did not say that. Someone you else said, said it's that. A soup. I said cereal could be soup. <laughs> okay. Off-season, baby. All the PJ Mets had to do was keep Scott Cashmere. PJ Smith does the next coaching hire determine Drury's fate for the Rangers? Yes, it shouldn't, yeah. and he should get one more chance, but it does. Uh, nah, you think he should get one more chance? If, I think he should take this. If he hires LaViolette and it goes poorly, you're right. you think he should get another chance? I like Drury a lot. If he, I, if he hired a, a, a first-time coach and it goes poorly, I'd, I'd say yes. I think it depends on the coach. If he hires, If he promotes Knobloch, it doesn't go great. I'm fine if he gets another chance. If he hire Laviolette and it goes poorly, fuck that shit, man. Like abort abort mission. Um, this is from Trinity of Misery. Does playoff experience actually matter when building a team? It didn't matter this year. Yes and no. It's both. It's like, listen, if you have a a roster full of like young studs that are all making their playoff debut, think like I don't know the New Jersey Devils. Um. Like Jack Hughes does not need playoff experience, but, but he's going to be better next year in the playoffs because he had playoff experience. He knows what it's like now. No, but like Jack Hughes doesn't need playoff experience, but it's important to have. It's important to have Barclay Goodrow, Tyler Mott, and Jimmy VC on your roster. It's it like the positions in which I want playoff experience are my positions where I'm not really expecting a whole lot of things to happen, like my my inelastic spots in the lineup. Like I don't, my stars will be, I need my stars to be my stars, whether they have playoff spirits or not. But I like, I do feel better at night going into the playoffs with a bottom line of VC Goodrow and Mott than I would a bottom line of Brodzinski, Cooley and Offman. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So like, no, you don't need playoff experience because your stars, they need to perform. But yes, I do feel better if I know that, my bottom six is just those piece of shit, gnarly veterans that have been there before and aren't going to wilt to the moment. Yeah, Goodrow didn't wilt to the moment. He didn't. No. Say what you want about Goodrow. No, the Rangers lost because the Stars didn't show up. That's it. Yeah, and the coaching, both. Yeah, uh, well, because the coaching relied on the Stars showing up. Good point. That, that was the strategy. I have Stars. <laughs> Glenn, what do you need your team to do? Well, I need them to play better. How play do you hard. expect to accomplish that? I don't Play know. hard. Uh, this is from Inferno272. Who's worse, Laviolette or Wah? Laviolette. Laviolette, no question. Like, again... I'd be I, interested in, in, in Wah compared to Laviolette. Wah, there's at least chaotic outcomes. Like, part of the problem with Laviolette is none of it is going to be chaotic. It's just going to be fucking boring. Like, they're they're not going to really experience highs. They're also not going to really experience lows. They're also going to be, like, second place in the Metro in December, and you're gonna be, you guys are going to be like, I love Laviolette. It's a lot of missionary sex. It's a lot of, like, yeah, you're having sex, but are you? doing you, you're not you're not adding any kind of pizzazz here spice your life up yeah like this, like experiment a little bit this incredibly explicit episode of blue shirts yeah go to a different yeah. restaurant yeah. laviolette is literally your cup of black coffee 
your boring Dunkin' Donut in the morning, Krispy your 20-minute drive to work, and you punch the clock, you come home, you go to bed, you have you don't even have like good pasta, you put fucking ketchup on your noodles and you Get call a little it butter. A yeah. yeah, and it's just like that's your life. Are you going to be, you know, homeless with it? No. no you're fine. But are you going to experience anything with it either? No. It's like with wa yeah, I might end up homeless, but I also might end but up I, in the but Ritz. boy, was it a good time. Yeah. Uh, this is from Charles Decker. We're now going to Twitter questions. Uh, how do you think this team would be different right now if they still had J.D. and Gordon in charge? I, I think, think they would have gotten actually, at least Lindholm. Lindholm would have been here. That's true. Um, Eichel would have been not a Ranger because the Pagulas were going to say no no matter what, but they would have offered Kako. Or... I, you know, I don't know. I, I think J.D. Would have had a way of being like, hey, man, John Davidson here. I mean, look, he got Johnny Hockey to come to CBJ. So, yeah. so I, I, I don't think you can rule out the JD aspect of it. Uh, I think JD calls the Pagoulas. It's a different world. Yeah. I don't think Mika gets extended. Um, I agree. I don't think. I think Kako or Lafreniere would have been traded for Eichel. Yep. Um, I also agree. And they would have been great, by the yeah, way. I think the, yeah. I think the Rangers' top two centers for the future would have been Eichel and Lindholm. Uh, and I don't think any of Mika Trocek or Hedl would be here, and then neither would one of yeah, I think, Kako or Lafreniere. I think Lafreniere and Hedl, along with the first and like one other like Strom, were probably uh, in Buffalo. And I actually yeah. think Buchnevich is still here. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, because they would have traded Mika instead. Yep, they would have traded Mika. They would have found a way to trade Mika instead, and they would have kept Buch. Uh, for the right wing problem, because they would have got rid of Kako or Lafreniere, I'd imagine it would have been like uh, like Kako Heedle something situation. Man, but... I do wonder what they would have gotten for Mika. Probably would have had to go to Calgary in the like. So the question is, what else would they have gotten from Calgary with Lindholm? Yep. Like, would they have gotten um... Mar- Marpanzi or whatever his name is? <laughs> uh, Magiapani. Magiapani. Yeah, that's interesting. That's Ooh, interesting. Would Kachuk be a Ranger? This is a good one. I think there's a world. I think there's a world too. Yeah, I think there's a world because Larry doesn't write that stuff without hearing stuff. Would it, was, have, would it have been Zibanejad? Fuck, would it have been Lindholm and Kachuk for Zibanejad and a shitload of draft picks? Possibly. Or like Zibanejad and like, oh, uh, uh, might have been Lindgren. I think Lindgren would have been in that. That's probably true. It, now remember, JD and Gordon. We're talking about like a ten to fifteen year vision. Yeah, that was like their whole thing. Imagine Eichel. Oh my God, the Rangers would have Eichel, Buchnevich, and Kachuk. Ah, we'd be so happy and yet so miserable because they would have missed the playoffs entirely. They would have missed the playoffs. Yeah, David, David, David Quinn would have got extended, and we would have won thirty games. Uh, yeah, they would have. I, those. Saw, I saw saw a good friend of the show Keith yesterday. Um, oh. Yeah, little surprise party for our friend Ryman. Uh, comes out to me out of nowhere, and I was just like. I was like, yeah, wait, did Latvia win bronze? And just thinking that the U.S. was playing in the gold medal game. And he goes, yeah, how's that David Quinn vision going? And I was like, I don't know, I don't know why you're throwing accusa- accu- accusatorial tones my way, buddy. Jeez. Really what? embarrassing to lose uh, that bronze medal game. Not that they care. Who cares? Who gives a shit? I, I'm stunned that I, they didn't know David Quinn was still coaching. I, I, David Quinn's had some great quotes, just no, not great wins. That's the problem with David Quinn. Mm. Uh, Sean... Gabay? That's not your name. Uh, what, what non-hockey activities do you imagine individual players doing in the offseason? Is Kako getting obliterated at a festival? Yes, he is. Is Kreider... Uh, Kako 1,000% was at the Errors Tour one of these last three days, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, no. Well, no, because Finland was out. 
Yeah, he could have come back and went on the Aeros tour. He he saw Swift somewhere this weekend. Is Kreider neutralizing a national security threat? Your thoughts? Yeah, no, yeah. Kreider's on the front lines of the Ukraine. Did you, <laughs> did you hear the story of how, like, the, there's, like, this one Ukraine militia that has now invaded Russia? Yeah. And is holding Russia. Kreider. Kreider That's oh, Kreider. That's just them. Chris Kreider. It's his off-season training. Yeah, Chris, Chris Kreider has found a way to win a land war in Russia, something not even Napoleon could do. This is from Jason Silberman. Very few expected the Rangers to go to the Eastern Conference Finals in 21-22. Uh-huh. They were seen as ahead of schedule. Do you think that created an unrealistic expectation for 22-23? And if the two-season playoffs results would have been switched, would Glant still be the coach? Actually, no, because we said last year the Rangers at minimum had to beat the Penguins in the first round. They did. And if, they they, did. if the Rangers lost in the first round last year, I think Glant would have been fired ahead of that Blues game as opposed to just kind of rolling the dice with it. Yep, I'm with Greg. But... I don't think they were ahead of schedule. Like, I know they were seen that way, but the, the pieces were there. And I, I think this is something we talked about when James Dolan kind of cleaned, cleaned the decks with J.D. and Gorton. He looked at his team and said, okay, let me get this straight. I have the highest paid left winger in the league who's an all-star and gets like 100 points. Cool. I have the best up-and-coming goalie in the league, maybe the best goalie in the league if I close my eyes. Cool. I have the Norris winning defenseman. All right. And then I can I I also have the number one overall pick and number two overall pick and I can't win like he's like let's be honest guys James Dolan's not wrong when he asked that question mm. not wrong at all this is from Michael what's the over under of how many games we see Phantom Jake play for the Rangers next season since he's under contract for two more seasons he's bound to make some sort of appearance I think it's like seven and a half I'm not sure he's a gallant guy that's he true. might just chill in Hartford for a while there he might. It's from Ed Rosso. Was the Ramsey, fi- Ramsey firing ever announced? Do we know why it happened? Uh, no? Well, no. It was announced on Twitter. What Was it announced? I don't remember the Rangers giving like... The Rangers party. didn't announce it. Yeah, the it Rangers haven't like... even done the we've parted ways with tweet. Yeah, they have not. I don't know. I, I hope nothing nefarious happened, but I yep. am a pessimistic, jaded fool. Well, you've listened to this podcast. Daniel asks... To, uh, Ryan, it was 15 minutes ago. I was yelling about Scott Kasdan. I know. What What do you think... I'm looking at the actually... 2006 season now. I'm fucking it's, angry about it's, it. Isn't it disgusting? Oh, um, yeah. It's not going to be good, Ryan. So keep going. What do you think the Rangers actually see in Laviolette? Because in my uh, opinion, he literally feels like a drug land 2.0. What type of coach do you feel would give the best opportunities for success and growth to the kids? Um, here's the problem, Daniel. He is drug land 2.0. Maybe with like, a little bit more of a system. He, you know Scott Casper is still only 39? That feels impossible. I know how's, how's that I know that doesn't possible? make sense, but it doesn't doesn't feel possible. Um Laviolette has systems. He clearly has ways he likes to play the game. Mm. Where Gerard Glant is play harder. But I I just think of the type of coach that give the best opportunities for the Rangers is like someone they can kind of grow with. This is a, the story I, I know of a coach, girl. Yep. And just crown the river and drown the whole world. Uh, um, Ready for Scott Casper's 2006? I'm, I'm sorry. I oh, yeah. Sorry, Daniel. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Uh, 24 starts, 144 and two-thirds inning. Uh, 10.14 Ks per nine. Uh, career low, 3.24 walks per nine. Okay. Uh, 324 ERA, 336 FIP, 3.6 F-War. He struck out due to the do 26.7% of the batters he faced last yeah, year. Let's, walk let's be honest, though. If he's on the Mets, does he do that? Uh, yeah, the Mets were fucking good that year, buddy. Okay. Uh, the next year, by the way, he had a career year in which he had a 4.8 F4, uh, 10.4 K per nine, 3.45 FIP. Quick, Daniel, quick to answer your question, I, Scott Casper, I, 22 I think years old, right? They need someone who's like an, a supreme communicator 
in terms of playing the two timelines. It's almost impossible. You've watched the Warriors this year do two timelines, and Steve Kerr is an amazing coach, one of the only unfireable coaches in all of sports. It's still very, very hard to do. Uh, so I, I don't know who that particular coach is, but I can tell you it's not Laviolette. Bradley Kramer, will the Rangers allow Hartford to get the Coyotes if they don't stay in Arizona? What say that one again? AK, will the will the Coyotes move to Hartford to become the Whalers, and will the Rangers allow that? Well, the Rangers have no fucking say. The Rangers in have it. no say in it at all. Uh, there's no way they bring it back up here. There's no way. I know. I know, I know the, the um, what? What's his name? Whoever the governor is, he's he's making a big show of things to be like, oh, come on back. Uh, that's, no, that's I mean move. here. Hartford is both like it's just not it. Hartford, I think, is the biggest city without a big four sports team. Um, but if you're the NHL, like, I don't know how you sell Hartford. I, again, I know how to sell Hartford before the city of Atlanta, but I'm talking about a league that is fucking stupid and will try for a third time in Atlanta before they go to Hartford. You're also, like, not getting a new market. A lot of Connecticut fans are Ranger fans. No. And you're also, you then have to ask the NHL to find a way to move one team from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference. And I got to tell you, I don't think the league is smart enough to do that. I think the Rangers might end up all of a sudden playing in the fucking Pacific. Have you seen the schedule? Um, this is from Crider Season. What will it take and who do you think will get Goodrow? I, everybody's really... I, again, I think I, I think I could go both ways on this. By the way, where the Rangers have to attack, attach a pick, and I also could see the Rangers getting a pick back. No, I, I think everyone is quick to trade Goodrow. I gotta tell you, I don't think he's going anywhere. Again, I just Ryan, I asked you earlier, who do you over under two and a half new players? All and you're like, same. I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, none. And you're like, yeah, but I'm trading Barclay Goodrow for fucking what? More of your fancy schmancy draft picks that I don't give two shits about? Nothing. Ugh, you're just what getting cool third round pick can I get? I want to get another guy with two last names. Bip, 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 bip. You're Fuck you guys. Me. All these guys suck that you draft. Every single one of them. Stop telling me to be excited about them. They um, stink. Only some of them. Uh, I, I used to be pretty hard on the Canes coming back, but now I think Canes going back to Chicago. So I don't uh, fucking know anything. I, I, it, it's every person that isn't in the playoffs right now is playing golf, and that includes the insiders. That's true. Uh, this is from Henry. There's obviously a uh, rumor that Fast may be a target for Drury on July 1st, but is there any former Ranger you would still take back this offseason and why? Yamir Yager as coach. Honestly, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, I don't think, like, any former Ranger? Yeah, if the Blues are paying Buchnevich to be here, I'd love him. Uh, but, like, I don't care that Derek Stepan's charts look good. It just doesn't do anything for me anymore. No, it doesn't. Mark Stahl doesn't. doesn't do anything for me anymore. It just it, we'd have to have another podcast about the Rangers fucking up yet another Pride Night. And I got to tell you, I don't want to have that podcast. Yeah. Um, Pass. I uh, like Jesper Fast. I don't even honestly like. I wouldn't be over the moon excited about Jesper Fast being back. I'd be happy he's back. I'd he's be happy a good he's back. Player, yeah, but like, good. are we going to do an emergency pod if they hire if they sign Jesper Fast? No. No, I don't think so. A um, couple more questions. This is from Dom. Is it bad that over all the retreads I prefer Wah over Laviolette? No. Um, this is from Wouldn't You Like to Know. Do you think they re-sign Kane or do they move or they move someone to be able to re-sign Tarasenko or do both walk and we lose Goodrow anyway? 
think Greg made a good point. We might not lose Goudreau, but I don't think either Kane or Tarasenko are coming back at this point. Tarasenko's getting money. He's getting paid, guys. Mm. He's getting paid. And I, I the Kane comments at the end of the season where he's kind of like, they'll be great in the future, uh, kind of made me think about his Ranger experience in a different light. Uh, is there, this is from CryptoBD. Is there any real chance that we could or would move Panarin? No. Zero. I will, like, do you want to, what would the bet be? What would the odds be for moving Panarin? I don't even know. It'd be insane. What are you getting back? Like, every everybody gets excited, like, oh, we, well, the Mitch Marner stuff, I just, you guys are fucking nuts. I, I don't get it. Like, I, I'm, I, we're just, we're at that point of the season where some fans are antsy. They're upset that the team got eliminated early. They're not hearing anything about coaches. They don't like the teams that are left in the playoffs. I just, you know, sometimes I think we just got to settle down. I, I, They ain't going to do anything. Whatever you think the Rangers are going to do this offseason, they're just not going to do it. It's going to be a boring fucking offseason. This is from Jamie. Do you think Offman starts with the team out of training camp or does he get sent down to the AHL first? I think he should play in the AHL first. This is the part that I fucking hate because you know what he should have done last year? Play in the AHL. Play in the we, AHL. We've done this a lot with often, but yeah. Uh, this is from Lou. I like this one. I know I'm, it's about draft picks, so please calm down, Greg. What's the biggest trade package you would give up to get the number one pick in Bedard? Is there anyone of the Rangers you wouldn't give up? Pretend no movement clause don't exist for this sake. No, Bedard's like, he's Connor McDavid. Is again, he, though? He might you be. want me to do the draft rant again, buddy? I know. No, I don't want you to do it. Uh, I, I, think, I think you would trade any player on the Rangers for Connor Bedard. Not maybe not Igor Shesterkin. I'll give it that. Really I don't think you're trading Fox for him. Those are the two I'd be really, really hesitant. I th- yeah, people, whatever forward you want to trade for a cool. But one, people in the NHL would it. tell you you're absolutely bonkers crazy to not do that. But I don't like those are sure fire all stars who are going to win you games now. Sure, yeah. Game. But at the same time, you know, what about the Connor boat? McDavid's got no problem winning games in the regular season too. But I, the reason why he doesn't win in the playoffs because he doesn't have the supporting cast around him. So now I'm going to have to strip down the bare fucking bones. To get the Conor McDavid and just do exactly what the Oilers are doing to Conor McDavid? Yeah, that's true. He's got uh, he's got another amazing star player next to him, and the rest of the team is kind of like, Poop. okay? Okay. Right, Nugent Hopkins is good. Congratulations to him. I'm not um, a big Nugent Hopkins guy. Never have been. I know. Me either. And the Rangers were like in on it for like maybe like a second and a half, and that was kind of it. Uh, do you agree with this list from Chris Kreider Enthusiast? Types of coaches ranked by effectiveness in the modern era. One, players coach with a good system. Two, Barker coach with a system or player coach with no system or bad system. Three, a Barker, Barker coach with no system or bad system. Yeah, I agree with this list. This is a great list. What do you want me to say? It's a great list. I have, guys, I think I figured it out. Um, yeah. Number one, good coaches. Number two, coaches <laughs> that have good qualities but aren't a complete package. Number three, yeah. bad coaches. Do you think yeah. that's a good list? I do. I think I think you solved it. I think you did it. This is um from our dear friend Leszek Gronowski. If the Rangers actually go the horrific route of hiring Laviolette as the Nets coach, would that dim your love for the team a bit? I can't imagine myself being as excited or optimistic for the upcoming season with him behind the bench, especially compounded with the disappointment of last season. I don't know if it would dim my love, but I would definitely be... I There are weeks where I cannot wait to do this show. I, I know that sounds unbelievable, because we've been doing this show for a very long time and on Memorial Day and through August and the summers and all this stuff and COVID and everything. But there are some weeks where the Raiders, the Raiders do some insane stuff and I'm like, I can't wait to put the mic on. Like, I cannot wait. Laviolette and talking about it is like one of the last things I want to do. So it's very selfish of me. I don't think it would ruin my love for the team, but boy, it would not, it would not make me happy. 
No, and the, the best way I can describe it is like, look at the Mets currently, who apparently were not fixed magically by the Tampa Bay Rays. But like, the Mets, the players are still doing really fun things on a nightly basis. Francisco Alvarez just spent the last week shoving it down my throat. Uh, yeah, and I loved every second of it, Ryan, yeah, he was awesome. by the way. Yeah. Uh, but like, I'm happy that um, the Mets do all these things, and then I have to watch that pitching staff do whatever the fuck they attempt to do on a daily basis. And it's that essentially will be me looking at the New York Rangers, where Mika Zibanejad will have crazy games. Adam Fox will go on crazy streaks where he has 10 points in a week. Uh, Chris Kreider will once again be the tip king. Vincent Trocek is going to get in some dude's face. Jacob Trouba is going to decapitate a human being. There will be different things that will get me excited about the New York Rangers, but I think there will be once a week on the podcast where we just go, man, imagine we just had someone else behind the bench. Like, where could this team be if we did this one thing differently? And I think that would be the central theme we'd have on every show, where it's like, this team's making the playoffs, but is it going to fucking matter? Like, that that's just going to be the show for an entire year. I'm with you. I think that's it. All right, we're out of here. We will be back next week um, talking about Peter Laviolette. <laughs> do we do an emergency pod if Laviolette's the coach? Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah. And it's going to be 20 but- minutes of us just being like, God damn it. I hate this. I hate this. All right. Well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Don't You can follow Greg at Blue Shirts Break. We'll be back next week. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, it's the end of the show where I thank all our NHL Insider Club members where I drop some scoops here and theirs. And honestly, it's been pretty quiet for the beginning of the summer. But one of my favorite places to talk New York Rangers anywhere on earth. I think a lot of people in the chat would vouch for it. And these are their names, actually, which I butcher every single week. Adam Cassie, Adam Cohen, Adam Cortulo, Adam Linder, Alan Keach. Alex Flynn, Anna, Alex Gardner, Amber Coensberger, Andrew Rahner, happy marriage, Anthony Gray, Anthony Martoro, Anthony Terragata, Ben Water, Ben Weber, ben, Brennan, Bennett Lomayer, Bill Allison, Bill Rattel, Brennan Lacos, Brennan Magnum, Brett Granger, Brett, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Brian, Brian Doherty, Brian Gallagher, boy, my brain is breaking, Brian Mallon, Brian Finelli, Cassidy Rollman, Chris Finelli, Chris Harusi, just celebrating Comrade Pre-Damage, Daniel Delaney, Daniel DeZen, David Narendon, David Siegel, Dennis Deitch, Darian, Eric Stagg, Gabe Valley, Garrett Reynas, Give Gardner a Cup, Greg talks about the Mets during beep, Gretzky, Gary McFly, uh, Hayek, something or other, never won something, Hayek, I love Libra Hayek, Harrison Hasco, Hell of Vanilla, Hip Hip 89, Ian Rodriguez, Ian Escher, Jack Bagley, James Masker, Jerry Marquez, Jason Zombrowski, Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, John Shade, Johnny Thundercock, Jordan, Josh Kessenbaum, Joshua Zarkin, Chris from Florida, Christoph Burke, Lee, Lashik Gronowski, nailed it, Lou Giordano, Matthew Kai, Meatball the Cat, Mike Buckle, Mike Bonascu, Mike Pasternak, Nate Hannafin, Neil Grover, Nicholas DiNicola, Other Slash, Pascal Perrier, Paul J. Smith, Pavel, my dear friend, Pages Disparo, Pro Other Six Gamer, Randy Tesser, Ryan Took, Stigble Box, Weingarth, Drop BK, Tommy Seclary, Tommy Tedeschi, Tommy O'Neill, Tony Gregory, Tori from Manhattan, Vinny Bracco, Vinny Hay, Wayne E. Will Specter, and Winston the Golden Retriever. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. I hope you did everything you wanted, and I just don't want Peter Laviolette to be the coach. Neither do I want Mike Babcock. No, neither do I want any retreads. I'm just kind of over it. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I've talked about it for a long time. I just want to get excited about my team. I just want to do fun things. I think the team's fun, and I can't have any good feelings because of the way the season ended, and it kind of makes me upset because I think about the coaches, and I think about what it's going to be, and I go, it's going to be the same shit. How are we ever going to break out? Is it only Ewer Turkin? Is Panarin done? Is the prime over? Is the window closed? But what about the kids? Does Kako go further? Does Laugh go further? Does Hito go further? Was Hito okay? Did he break his stuff? What about him, Fox? Is he taking too much of a burden? Is he going to be worn out? Is he playing too much? 
does Jacob Trouba still have it in it? Is he actually a captain? Is it actually Chris Kreider? Is Chris Kreider going to score 30 goals again? Is Conjure Miller going to be a, a top two pairing player? Is all these things going to happen in, in Sassane? What about Barclay Goodrow? Is he going to get traded? What about the cap? I'm a little worried about that. Is Dolan telling him to go up? I don't know. I have no idea. On top of that, you know, uh, is Mock going to come back? He said he would, and we haven't heard anything. It's kind of weird. It's a little suspicious. And Ryan Reynolds, is he going to buy the Ottawa Senators? I know he's out, but is he back in? Who knows? I know. He's back to football. So is NHL in or is it out? Is Matthew Chuck, could he be in a Ranger? Could it, Did the billboard help Eichel not actually be a Ranger? I mean, it did a little bit. I'm just saying it did a little bit. So this is what I'm saying at the end of the show. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot to worry about. There's a lot to look forward to. But I don't know. I just can't at the same time. I, I have no idea what I'm doing. So let's go Rangers, and I'll talk to you guys later. I love you guys. Bye.